KGLP, Bernie Dodson. This is Gallup News. We're talking with Jeremy Boucher, the director or a director at the Southwest Indian Foundation. Jeremy, can you introduce yourself briefly? Yeah. Uh, my, my name is Jeremy Boucher. I'm director of operations at Southwest Indian Foundation. And in that capacity, what do you do? And how long have you been there? So I've been with Southwest Indian Foundation for almost 14 years. Um, and in my, my current capacity, um, I'm responsible for running most of the projects of the organization. So um, I oversee the housing program that we do. Um, I oversee a lot of the stuff uh, we do at the Cultural Center. Um, and then I oversee all the projects that come through the project office. You and I met years ago when you were actually at the Cultural Center. Mm -hmm. Say a little bit about the Cultural Center and what it does and yeah, so how the cultural it benefits people here and so forth. Right, right, yeah. Uh, so the Cultural Center is actually, uh, being the director of the Cultural Center was the reason I moved here um, almost 14 years ago. Uh, and the Cultural Center at that time, so when I moved here in 2008, the Cultural Center, I think, had been um, a project of the Southwest Indian Foundation for about five or six years at the uh, around there um and um we we took over that building um to provide um a space for us to showcase our projects um a space for us to kind of have a community center um and then we also used it to uh do our art scholarship award program that was one of the larger projects that we did out of that facility um, and then, of course, we had the, the museum and the art uh, gallery. And so that was an opportunity for us to showcase the beauty uh, of the Native American culture the, uh, of the area. So a place where people could go experience Native American art uh, and culture, um, uh, you know, for tourists, but also for mm -hmm. locals as well. Now, y your office is not in that building anymore does what you just said still take place over there? And how has the coronavirus impacted business as usual? Uh, so the cultural center is the project that's taken uh, the biggest hit because of the coronavirus. Um, you know, we had uh, our, our, the, the former, the, the last director that we had at the cultural center uh, moved on to a, another position with a local company here in town um, sometime last year. Uh, and it, you know, the, the cultural center had been closed essentially for a year at that point. Uh, and so we are in the process right now of reassessing, reevaluating, um, and kind of getting restarted over there. Like what, what is the role of the cultural center in the community? How does it uh, fit in the mission of SWIFT? And how are we going to proceed down there? So we've got, we've got someone on contract right now to help us run programs over there. Um, and the new vision is to really double down and focus in on um, cultural tourism. Um, so we, we're working with the city of Gallup on that to really build a more robust cultural tourism uh, programming down there. And then we're also trying to get uh, the art scholarship program is one of our, you know, it's one of our biggest programs. Um, and I think... Uh, one close to my heart because that's what I started running. Um, and it, but it's it, it's it. I've seen um, you know the the good that it's done over the years, and so we weren't able to have it the last couple of years. So we're working on getting that started uh, and getting it up and running again. 
That's interesting because the cultural center and the stuff you just rattled off is something that interests the community, especially the art component that gets students involved mm-hmm. in, at a high level. Right. Is that right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and so as a component of that, of the, uh, of the awards, uh, in that program, you know, schools also get a matching award for each student that wins, uh, or places in the, in the, in the competition. And, um, that's been a huge help to the schools, you know, with funding, um, in the schools, always being, always being a topic of conversation and concern, um, through our program, we've been able to help, um, a lot of, uh, you know, fledgling art programs at, at our local schools, private and public, um, you know, be robust enough to, to really, um, you know, produce some great artists. So, so the coronavirus has impacted business to an extent, but it really hasn't halted, halted everything. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as the, the overall organization, um, coronavirus, coronavirus hasn't halted our, our, our work. Um, if anything, we've worked harder the last two years than than we had. Yeah. Uh, you know, tell me about it. Yeah, before that, you know. Um, but with that particular program, just because of the nature of the thing, uh, we weren't able to 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 continue. Um, and you know, we had staffing issues, and um, you know, facing a lot of the same things that that <laughs> that most businesses and organizations have been facing over the last year or so. Right, year and a half or so. You also work with the the Greater Gallup Economic Development Corporation and its director, Patty Lundstrom. Right. Explain the background on that partnership and your inclusion. Right. Um, So uh, a a couple years ago, it must have been 2019 because it was before the pandemic, um, Patty invited me to a few meetings. Um, She and her team over at GGEDC had been working on um, you know, through through their work, they kept coming up against this issue of. Uh, um, sorry, I'm searching for the term right now. Uh, um, like labor development. Um, so, workforce development. Workforce development. Yeah, right. Thank you. That's the term that mm-hmm. I'm looking for. That's the term of art that I was that I was fishing for. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kept running up against this issue that companies were telling them, hey, look, we'd love to come to Gallup, but the problem is um, we've seen that you know, we're, we're having a hard time finding people to work for us, uh, finding qualified people to work for us. And so as part of their business retention and development program, um, GGEDC decided that they were going to have to kind of get involved a little bit in developing something that was – um, tailored directly to the needs of those companies that they were courting or trying to retain. Right? And this was, what, two, three years ago? Yeah, so or? this was 2019 um, when they really started working on the program. Um, and so uh, Patty called me at one point, I think, or had invited me to a meeting, um, and she had already been working on it with her staff for a while. Um, and basically she just wanted to see if we would be open to housing some sort of training program because – um, you know, through our construction program, um, internally we refer to it as Operation Footprint uh, because our, our home building program uh, historically has been a, a really fin- – You lost me at Footprint. <laughs> yeah, Footprint. Explain how that comes in. Yeah, That's so, a catchy name. Explain how that right, connects and everything. Right. So, so yeah. So, th- historically our program, our, our, our housing program has been – 
um, a, a great partnership with the uh, military reserves. Um, and so through a program called Innovative Readiness Training, um, we are able to bring in uh, military reserve teams all summer long. So those folks come in, those troops get their two weeks annual training, uh, and we get a labor force for the whole summer. Uh, and we'll have up to you know 45, sometimes more troops come in for two weeks at a time throughout the summer. From where? From area? From all over from, the com mm -hmm. country. All over the country. And we've had guys, we've had guys from Guam out here. I mean, it's 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 been a really cool. Uh, it, that's been one of the fun parts. And of they the job. basically help in building houses. Yeah, they're hands-on. They come out and they actually do the physical construction for us in the summer times. Wh um, where what are these houses built? Because I've actually seen people dressed in uh, uniforms and camouflage and so forth. Where are some of the places that they um, do right? The work? So the the actual so we build modular style homes. Um, they're they're built to residential code, but they're modular style. We build them in a warehouse on the west end of town um, over by the uh, the Taco Bell in the west end. Um, that's where our warehouse is. So the, those folks come out. The, the, the near, Gallup, the, near Gallup High School, by the way. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Just down the road from Gallup High School. Um, <clears throat> so that's where, the, that's where most of the construction takes place. But we've sent crews out onto the reservation to do some of the work on the home sites before. I also – so SWIFT – also maintains we have our own work crews that go out and once the houses are placed uh on the on site uh on the we build the foundations we place the homes on site and then we go ahead and go out there and finish up the houses uh right on the home site for each individual family um so the military's gone out and done some of that work as well um so yeah so <clears throat> so operation footprint comes from that partnership the 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 military um partnership has been named operation footprint for for years um and so we had this history we had this history and we have of 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 running training program um just as i was coming on um in 2008 or so um we were just kind of fin finishing up with a with a grant program uh that we had been doing for the uh veterans administration um in fact that's why the the warehouse used to be referred to as the Veterans Vocational Center because we had also brought on this program to, to train homeless veterans um, and try to you know help them help them get back on their feet. Um, and so we have a long history of running training programs through you know and using our housing program to not only provide decent housing for families on the reservation but also vocational training. Um, and so, and, you know, throughout the years, um, you know, Pat, uh, Patty had known what we do down there. And so we came to mind when she was starting to develop this program. And so she asked us if it would be possible or if it would be a good fit for us to get involved in an additional training program. Right. So you help in the respect of training people. Now, I'm, I'm just trying to understand how EDC figures into this and the people and so forth. Right. And so as, as GG EDC um, looked into developing some sort of vocational training program, um, they approached us, and um, as, the, as things developed, it worked out. Um, it was a good fit for us. So they actually were able to put together um, uh, th this pilot program with a grant that they received. I think it was... I can't remember which organization it's from, but some mm -hmm. you know it's a large private um, foundation actually that was that was granting um, economic development 
grants at the time. Um, and then we they sort of cobbled together a whole program with some other state programs that were already in existence. And it's actually kind of a clever setup uh, the way that they the way that they set it up. Um, so essentially, they were able to put together this program where they identified um, you know high risk, low income folks who who were underemployed or unemployed um, and needed training and certification. Um, and their their the idea was to get them trained and certified in NCCER, which mm-hmm. is a nationally or internationally recognized construction training program. Um, and so they wanted to get them certified through NCCER and then sort of focus on directly on those things that the local industrial partners were saying that they needed. Um, and so it was kind of, it was very tailor made to local McKinley County industrial partners. Um, and so they got that up and running. And what they did was they used our warehouse and our project as the you know the place uh, where the training actually took took mm-hmm. place. So they used our little conference room. Um, they hired an instructor that was certified to, to teach all these things. Um, and they used our uh, conference room for classroom time. And then they came down into the warehouse in the afternoons and actually did hands-on work on the on our on our project. Um, Unfortunately, um, that instructor wasn't able to continue with the program, um, and so when they when they lost that instructor, um, GGEDC came to us again and said, "Well, you've been housing this. We, you've been, you know, the the trainees have been doing work in your program. Uh, would you be able to take over actually delivering the training itself mm-hmm. and the certifications and all that?" Um, so. We um, went ahead and said, "Yeah, let's let's give it a shot." Right now, we're talking about what? Still 2019? Or? No. So this was just mm-hmm. recently. This was just uh, this was last. This was this spring. So 2020, 2021. Right. Sorry. Um, so as as we're kind of coming out of the pandemic, um, the, the their training program, you know, obviously just like everyone else, it was a, it was a rough go there for a while. Um, and they needed a new uh, you know a new uh, in, instructor team right um and so they approached us and asked us if we could do that if they could contract with us to deliver that training ourselves right now some of the people who participate in the program that you just described are students Mm. correct um well we refer to them as students i mean some of them are um you know they're 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 mostly young younger people um what age range basically well, the, you know, it's open to anyone, really. Um, the age range, for for the most part, is between eighteen and eighteen and thirty. Um, there's a few outliers uh, on the older end, um, but that's mostly where uh, what the age range is. Um, and so, some of them have some schooling. Some of them have, you know, have. Uh, in fact, one of our students has a had a welding certificate coming in, um, but she wanted to get. Um, she wanted to get a couple more certifications, and so right. So you have students p- participating, right, in the training. Can we say right. in your program and the EDC's partnership, right? Specifically, what do they do? So they have. Uh, so GG EDC actually developed a curriculum, um, and it's again, it's all through NCCER. Um, and the, what that exactly stands for is uh, escaping me right now. But it, it, you know, just it's a it's an internationally recognized organization that provides these trainings and certifications, so that when 
you take your NCCER certification, for example, in entry-level welding to someone, they say, okay, we recognize what, you know, that, that you have at least this amount of, of training in this. So we start with what's called core, and that's basically just like in, intro, introduction to um, construction industry in general. Mm-hmm. So it's things like, you know, introduction to safety, introduction to carpentry, um, you know, tools of the trade, that kind of thing. Um, then we also have uh, what's called core plus, which was a little bit more um, geared towards specifically what local, what the local industrial partners were looking for. So some pipe fitting, some electrical. Um, heavy they, they do all of this within the scope of your, what your program entails. Yeah, right, right. And so on a daily basis, what we do is we start in the in, in general, we'll start in the classroom in the morning, do four hours of classroom work. Um, so that's just going through the textbook, you know, reading the assignments, discussing the information, um, learning that information, um, and then doing the testing so that they can, uh, you know, pass, get, get through the test, right? Um, and then at the same time in the afternoon, we'll go out into the warehouse, or if we're doing heavy equipment training, we'll go onto the site, all right, where, where the equipment is, um, and, and get hands-on experience with that, with that, uh, that particular knowledge base. And you're in your second cohort right now or first? So we are in our first cohort. We just finished up our first cohort. cohort Going into the second. And so, right. So um, for us, I think for the program, the whole program, I think this is the fourth cohort. Um, But it's our, you know, it's it's our first delivering the the, the training, you know, ourselves with our own team. Right. Um, In fact, we're having the uh, last Friday was their last day. We're having their graduation, the kind of an informal graduation kind of ceremony for them this evening at the cultural center. Congratulations to the students. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Uh, So it's worthwhile. I mean, it's obviously sounds like it's working out and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. What do they do now? I mean, after they finish and so forth, what's up next for the students? I mean, are they connected, affiliated with the program after they leave, after they graduate, as you said? Or where do they go? What do they do at this point? Well, so we're we're committed to helping them out find placement uh, with local businesses and, like I said, the industrial partners, the major, the major industrial organizations that um, – so they've gained work experience right. doing, uh, can I say, building, right. uh, you know, different trades and mm-hmm. so forth. Right. So when they end the program, finish the program, you do help them find legitimate jobs. Right. In something along those lines and so forth. Right. And, you know, it doesn't always happen along those lines exactly. Um, so when we took on the program, I mean, you know, you, you, they, they do get certification in, in certain things, right? Where there's a welding component, um, they'll get a certification in entry, you know, introduction to welding. They get a certification in, um, entry, introduction to heavy equipment, um, a certification in entry or introduction to carpentry, et cetera. So it's really, it's really sort of just entry level sort of things. We, it's a 10 week program. Um, so, you can only do so much in 10 weeks, right? Um, but what we're really trying to focus in on is... And this is uh, in conjunction with the EDC. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. yeah. So our, our approach to the program is really to you know, provide those technical skills, right? Because you're going to need those things. You've got to know how to read a tape measure, and you've got to understand which tools do what and you know, how, the, how they work and how to operate them safely. But we also want to kind of try to focus in on... 
um, some mentorship, some personal development, some leadership kind of things, just basic employability skills. Um, so that when, when folks are done with our program, even if they don't necessarily go on to become a welder um, or a pipe fitter or a heavy equipment operator, um, they can go take on a position, um, you know, start out entry level and then understand how to work their way, you know, along. In fact, we had, so one of the students from the first cohort actually came on and works for us at Southwest Indian Foundation. And she wanted, she was really interested in doing the heavy equipment piece. And so she has that, you know, entry level heavy equipment operation certificate through NCCER. Um, and she right now is my tool room manager for Operation Footprint. And so, um, you know, some of those skills that she gained through the program of learning construction, uh, you know, learning about construction tools, learning this intro to safety and all that stuff, um, she's she's uh, she's using on a day-to-day basis. Um, and she's great. You know, that's, we, we brought her on because we recognize, hey, this is somebody that um, – takes themselves seriously and we can rely on right know, and that's kind of what we're after and i see where the workforce development aspect comes from and how edc fits in that because they are developing and nurturing mm-hmm. a workforce now you said the city of gallup has a role in this also um and what to what degree to what extent does the city of gallup figure into this you mentioned the city early on i mean what what inclusion do they have um well on this program not really they they haven't really had any uh any direct input except possibly as um you know a beneficiary um we've been working with local government agencies uh mckinley county schools comes to mind um they uh, are you know they they employed a they employ a broad base of um you know technical personnel mm-hmm. um and they're having the same problems that a lot of other you know industry uh, and, and local business partners are having yeah. hiring people, you know, right. finding people that are qualified. Does SWIFT select the students? Does the EDC select students? Who does that and what qualifications, what criteria is used to pick students to participate in this program, right. in this workforce development program? What's the criteria and who can qualify? So um, the, the program is actually primarily focused on uh, Low, lower income uh, single women, um, single moms, in fact, um, because they found that those those people statistically, those folks statistically uh, are more at risk for, you know, um, social ills, right? And so that was part of the grant proposal um, that went into this private granting organization uh, uh, from the beginning. Um, but it's it's open to all. Um, but that's the primary focus for this uh, for this go round um, uh, on this original on this initial grant. Right. And so, how does somebody actually find out? I mean, about the application process, r- about just the program generally. I mean, is that yeah. through the EDC through you? Who? Yeah. So so the EDC um, is the one that's been doing the recruiting, um, and they're the ones that have been doing the intake, and we've been assisting them with that. So. The way the program works is um, it's actually uh, the students are 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 actually paid for part time work because they're working half days uh, and they're getting hands on you know on the job experience. So we actually are are, are funding that portion through a WIOA pro- program 
So they're not uh, just work doing right. Program. They're actually working and getting paid for right. whatever yeah. they do every mm-hmm. day. They're yeah. not just coming, showing up, and learning a skill right. and going home. They're actually right. getting paid, and it's going to it's benefiting them now, and it's going to benefit them hopefully in the future uh, right. after they leave the right. program. Exactly. So there's that sort of you know we're we're working everybody through a couple of different bureaucracies. So each bureaucracy has their own requirements, um, and so we just f- follow those requirements. Um, GGEDC has been doing you know, the bulk of the marketing uh, to get the word out. Um, we've been on the radio, done a bunch of print stuff, um, and that's been um, it's, it's been pretty successful. We're looking at right now, um, we're shooting for 15 students for this next cohort. Um, which starts when? Which starts October 25th, starts Monday. Um, and so we've been, um, we've been having interviews, and uh, it looks like we're going to get there. Uh, so... That's a positive. That's a positive sign. Right. So, generally speaking, the partnership with Southwest Indian Foundation and the Economic Development Corporation is a big benefit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, and that's why we're you know we are willing to take on take uh, take to take on actual delivery of the of the training. Um, and we've you know part of our part of our agreement is to assist. GGEDC with development of the program, um, grant, you know, working with the next grant, um, and finding a way to make it a sustainable program. Um, you know, we've we've just seen with the way that you know the typical university system works. Um, a lot of folks are, are are coming out with a lot of student debt. It takes a lot of time, and so we just thought this is a great way. Um, if we can, you know, develop this unique program for those folks that aren't interested in in, in student loans and and really going quote unquote back to school, you know, um, that they could come over and we can we can get them just out there working. We get them the training, you know, the the book the book learning that they need, right. but also just get the hands on training and and get them into the workforce, you know, directly without a ton of student loans and right. The student um, debt aspect is. I think in, important to note because it, it can get out of hand and it has gotten out of hand. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how does that relate to the program that you're running? I mean, how how, how does that relate to your program? Um, there is no debt, really. There is no debt, right? right. Um, and so we're really committed to continuing that. What we'd like to do is uh, we'd like to expand the program, uh, make it longer, um, but still manageable. For folks that that need, you know, because we we appreciate you. Know, going back to school, a lot of your debt is just how do you how do you go to school full time and still support yourself? And you know, it's that's a that's a tough that's a tough ask for a lot of folks. So what we want to do is make it manageable, make it something to where they're getting paid doing what they're learning, rather than having to have a separate job while they're you know while they're studying something specific. Um, so we've got those things in place. You're getting paid at least a little bit, um, and then your your the work you're actually getting paid to do is the thing that you're you're working on getting certified in, right? Um, and so it'll be a shorter period of time. Um, and there are programs out there. You know, there are a lot of job training programs out there, um, and there's assistance out there. It's just a matter of having an entity that can be the catalyst to sort of put those things together for people, you know, mm. that are interested in that type of uh, training program. Right. Go back to the application process and how somebody finds out about this program and, um, you know, qualifications and selection and so forth. 
uh, is that the EDC and SWIFT or one or the other? Uh, how does somebody find out about, hey, how can I become a part of this and so forth? So, uh, you know, if you hear about it on the radio, we'll send everyone over to New Mexico Help, which who is a contractor of New Mexico Workforce uh, Solutions. Um, and those folks over at New Mexico Help will sign up any potential students through their WIOA adult uh, work training or work experience program. Um, once they get signed up through the adult work experience program, then they're sent over to GGEDC to go through uh, our interview process. And so we actually sit down um, a SWIFT, someone from the SWIFT training, uh, you know, training team, and then someone from the GGEDC uh, workforce training program team sit and interview each candidate. Um, and then we sort of have a little scoring system that we use. And then uh, that's how we decide who we bring on. And so and that each, process is still going on right now, or um, has it finished for this next cohort coming up? Looks like we're pretty much finished for this next cohort coming up. Um, but any people who are interested um, can go down to the GGEDC office and get their name on, get, you know, give their contact information because we will be doing this. This current, this com- upcoming cohort starts on August 25th and it runs into January. Um, well, runs into December actually, but we're going to kind of we got to kind of you know make make space for holidays in there. Um, but then we're going to be doing under this ten week under the current setup, the current grant, we're going to be doing at least one more cohort, and that will be starting sometime in late January. Um, so, you know, according to our contract and and the grant requirements, we um, we are we said that we we could get twenty five people certified so 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 this program could end at some point next year because the grant funding will run out or it could yeah right. conceivably right if it's not right. renewed or whatever right and yeah if we if we don't find if we don't find some way to continue and that's been uh that's been part of, so you know we've taken on the delivery of the training um i had several people on my staff get uh, myself included get nccer certified to be uh craft instructors uh, so that we can use our construction experience and background, because that's, I mean, that's basically what my background is. Um, so we use our construction team to do that. We brought on another uh, one more person uh, to do to help us out with that. Um, and then we're also been contracting. Um, so there was that piece of it. But also the other thing that we've been working on a lot, which is where I've kind of been focusing with uh, with with the help of the GGEDC staff, is working on bringing down a um, Build Back Better grant um, and this sort of like a community-wide um, economic development grant that we've been working on. So Evan over at the COG has been working on it. Um, GGEDC, we have our little, Southwest Indian Foundation has our little component of, of doing this actual training program. So we're looking at bringing the community together to execute this uh, Build Back Better grant. And a component of that will be, um, you know, retooling our specific training program to be a little bit longer, fo- refocusing on um, some, of the, some of the skills that we're seeing are, we're missing, you know, from, the, from this first round. So this first round was really just an introductory, uh, sorry, like a pilot program, right, to say, like, can we do this? Do we have the community support? Do we have the community um, 
you know, do, do we have the people in the community that can provide this, right, this training? Are there the people? Right. And, in, and I mean, are there, but, but, are there people are that they want in the, com- the training? Right. right. Yeah, okay. Right. So, and so we found out two things. We found out, well, we're, we're providing it. We're providing training. So we know we got that piece in place, right? Um, and we're, we've got the students coming, you know. Right. Um, and so we've got those two things in place. Uh, how has the community reacted um, to the uh, whole thing? I mean, have they said, hey, I'll do what, you know, we'll do what we can? What What, what has been the response? Yeah, no, the, so the, the community in general. Um, because at the end, the, 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 the community uh, company owners might right. end up hiring permanently right. one of these people, yeah. maybe multiple people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and local businesses and, and um, in industry, the industry partners, you know, the, the big industrial companies, they've been um, integrally involved since day one. Um, and so the leadership team uh, is made up of the leader, the GGEDC. So the program is technically, it's called, the, it's the Greater Gallup, uh, well, what are we calling it? The Industrial Workforce Program, right? Um, and the staff at GGDC put together um, a, a leadership team, which consists of local business owners, um, board members from GGEDC and others, um, to really drill down and say, we're having a hard time finding employees with these skills. And so GDC said, okay, great, help us develop a program to develop p- workers, employees with those skills, right? So there's been a ton of support on that side. And then, of course, you know, um, as they come out, there's there's been um, support with placing these these mm-hmm. students as they come out. You mentioned that the age range for people, students who participate, is from about eighteen to thirty. Yeah. Does that mean that most or all are high school graduates? Perhaps some have started college, but maybe even finished. That's um, that's the that that's the majority of folks. Um, most have well. So one of the one of the actual requirements of the program is to have a high school diploma or G- GED. Um, that is a requirement. That's a requirement. Yeah. So one of those things, one of those two things, has to be in place. Um, and then um, you know a lot of folks do have. Um, that's one of the questions that we ask in our interviewing process. Like, have you have you completed any sort of technical, you know, training certification program before? Um, and a lot of folks have either completed some sort of technical training or had some and not completed. Um, and so that's kind of their interest is to get this, you know, finish out some technical training. Mention some of the stuff that they actually do. You said part part of it is a classroom exercise, mm-hmm. and the other is kind of a practicum. Right. What do they do on in, in both of those? I mean, classroom-wise, what right. are they learning? What kind of books are they using? And what do they do when they're not um, on the classroom side? Right. So um, I was... I, I was personally involved with delivering the heavy equipment training because I got a little bit of that in my background. Um, and so um, I was teaching those classes for a couple of weeks and doing the practicum with them. So And you can do that down at Swift on the west side of Gallup right. because there's a layout for that at right. the warehouse and mm-hmm. so forth. Well, actually, with the heavy equipment training, we were off-site. Um, there was an area that, we, um, that needed some, some, some road uh, work done. Uh, and it was a perfect situation because there were no utilities anywhere nearby, and so we kind of just worked on a road. Uh, but what we would do is we would start with the classroom work, um, 
and we just learn, you know, so the, the curriculum itself comes from NCCER. Um, and so they have the textbooks. Give me an example, a brief example of what's uh, in a book vis-a-vis teacher or student. I mean, what, what's talked about in a typical classroom session? Okay. So tons of safety, um, <laughs> lots of safety stuff. Uh, for example, in uh, one of the modules in the uh, heavy equipment, introduction to heavy equipment industry, um, talks a lot about uh, traffic diversion and traffic safety, right? Because if you're going to be running heavy equipment, you're going to be involved in that kind of stuff from time to time, right? So how to set up a traffic safety zone while you're doing work on the side of the road safely. Um, and so you have, you know, the different zones within. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I can com- get into com- the weeds on it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it makes yeah. sense, and it's right. complementary. Right. Uh, the classroom right. Comp- uh, classroom sessions seem to complement Right. The practi- another, practical aspect. Another of. example is, um, you know, how to use how to use a level, a laser level uh, satellite, uh, you know, like uh, just s- some simple surveying equipment. So when we were working on the road, we said, okay, where's our, you know, we wanted to we wanted to map out and stake out where the midline is. We wanted to find our existing elevation and set a benchmark so that we would know how much we have to cut and fill. Um, and so we would. That's all in the book, right? We would go through cut and fill midline um the, the the different you know concepts behind grade and grading um and then when we got out into the field we get the laser level set up and we teach them how to take those measurements um and how to mark and stake your work area um which a lot of that stuff would normally be done by a surveyor but for them to understand what the surveyor is doing and what to look for what the what the numbers on the stakes mean that kind of stuff and we would actually go out and do that in the field in the afternoon it sounds interesting and it sounds productive yeah um can you give an example of a student who has well you mentioned one who actually came back and started working with Swift, can you give an example of someone else who has worked for a company either in Gallup or in the area and what that person is doing and so forth? So the only... We've only got one program to (laughs) rely on because you're going into your second cohort right now. Right, right. So that actually be a better question for uh, for the staff at GGEDC, but they've actually been following um, the students from the first couple of cohorts. um, and and Right, so in other words, what you do is the actual training. right. And so forth, right. uh, classroom-wise, pra- uh, in, in the practical aspect, but the EDC actually follows the student right. as to what they do when they get into the workforce right. and so forth. Right. Okay. Right. Right. And now that's the kind of thing that, as we uh, as as we you know further develop the program, um, we'll probably get more involved in as time goes on. And we take on more of the responsibility of the total program because those two things that's kind of got that that's got to be with the training right we can't just we can't just run them through the training here's your certificate you know and 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 you know wash our hands and say yeah mm-hmm. have, good luck have a, have a nice life right the whole point of the program is to <laughs> provide a service to the, the partnership you're talking and about and also to mm-hmm. the local businesses right so right. we want to be saying hey okay we're in we're in communication with local businesses and in, in, in the in, in industry, uh, and we have an idea of what their openings are. And we say, okay, you know, once you're done with this course, yeah, you have you have technical skills uh, that you've learned, some entry level stuff, 
Um, but more important than that, we're saying, hey, we as a training team and a, and a, and a training organization vouch for this person. Uh, I think they'd be a good fit for this position that you said you had open, right? So that's the kind of thing that we want to really focus in on and um, make robust, more robust as we go along and learn how to deliver this sort of program. What are some unexpected things that have occurred along the way? I mean, I'm sure you've run into unexpected unexpected situations with students, with participants, with what have you. What are some of those that you've run into yet overcome? Uh, I think, you know, of course, right now these days, the, the COVID thing is always in, it's sort of an expected, unexpected. Like you never know when, you know to expect it at some, to a certain extent, but when, you know, you don't know when exactly it's going to hit. Um, and so we've had some challenges with that. We've had to work through. Um, um, you know, I think some of the we're we're, we're very new at at deli- actually taking on a training program and delivering it ourselves. So is this the first time that Swift yeah, so, has done this? I mean, first time ever since you've been here, or first first time ever generally in the history of Swift. So it's the first time ever since I've been here. Uh, mm-hmm. We used to do the veterans. I'd mentioned the veterans vocational training program, and we were sort of responsible for delivering that, but. Um, that was never on the sort of scale of, uh, you know, um, robust training that we're providing now. So, you know, we all had to get NCCR certified. So we're new to that system um, and how to sort of navigate their their um, their training bureaucracy and, and making sure all of our T's are crossed and I's are dotted, that kind of stuff. Um, but for the most part, you know, there hasn't been a uh, there hasn't been any huge things that we were, you know, like whoa, we you know. Um, for the most part, it's just been step by step learning the process uh, that we need to go through to provide the certifications. Um, and um, so, for a first-time endeavor, this has been successful. A first-time partnership, it, it has been successful. Um, each entity has a defined role, and the participants appear to be energetic about what they're doing and they benefit at the end of it. Yeah. And today, later today, there's an actual graduation where they're going to receive certificates and so forth for completing the program. Right. So congratulations to to, to, to those people and well, to thanks. yourself also. Yeah, thanks. And to the EDC uh, for building uh, a workforce program. In closing, what can we see about the program, its participants, the end of this one, the beginning of one coming up, closing remarks? So, um, yeah, we just finished up one. Uh, we had five students. Um, and so for us, that was actually a, 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 good, a, good, uh, a good start for something brand new. We're hoping for and planning for 15 students for the next cohort. Um, and uh, now that we've got our feet wet, I think uh, we we know what to expect, and um, we'll be able to we'll be able to deliver that training uh, well. Um, and next steps are you know once we we have two more cohorts to get through uh, to finish out this initial grant, and then after that, um, it's sort of you know the sky's the limit. We're working we're working really hard to get this uh, build back better grant 
through, um, you know, from the feds. And that will give us a huge push um, to expand the program. Like I said, our plan is to expand to two six-month courses. Um, so it would kind of be like a semester thing. But we're talking 20 to 24 weeks. Um, and uh, we'd like to eventually, you know, our, the dream is to uh, for Southwest Indian Foundation to possibly become like a technical training school, have, a, have that be one of our programs, um, and have a space uh, where we can still use our Operation Footprint project as a training ground. Um, but then also <clears throat> what we'd like to do is offer some other, uh, that six-month period, we can, we can really drill down on mentorship. Um, you know, we want to put in a financial, personal finances piece, that kind of stuff to kind of build out that training beyond right. just the technical skills. And, and your role is to oversee everything, and right. your exact job title is what at SWIFT? Director of Operations. Jeremy, thanks for coming in. Jeremy Boucher, Southwest Indian Foundation on the partnership, existing partnership with the Gallup EDC and Workforce Development. Jeremy, thank you. Thanks, Bernie.